Oh, is it? Oh. <laughs> this week on Erotic Awakening. Mindful Chores, Another Significant Other, and Mystery Box, Take Two. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, video podcast, virtual and real-time presenting are all offered free of charge. But we'd like to thank our latest Patreon supporters, Ms. D-Dom, as their donations help offset the cost around these activities. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Today on the podcast, as I fade out the music a little bit, and if you are so inclined to be watching this, you could see what fading out the music looks like on this little doohickey there. Yeah, you can see a little bit. Wanted to say thank you again to our Patreon supporters. Uh, uh, thanks to you guys, we have new headsets. Yay! And we actually have that little camera pointing at us, which allows us to do this, uh, go back to doing some video podcasting. We're got, we've still got a little bit of bugs to work out, but we're going to do a little live streaming as well, so that as we're doing our podcast, people can answer, ask questions or make comments or... We've done that before. So didn't yeah. we used to be on... Was it the Playboy station? Oh, used golly. to be on many, many, many years ago. That was many years ago. But we did have, we had a uh, an, a uh, producer for that. That is true. So they got to, to cut out some of the questions for right. us. Oh, that is true. Yeah, because there was a lot of blowjob questions for some reason. So I wonder why. So today on the <laughs> podcast, uh, we are going to talk about, so we had a, a, a listener write in with a couple of questions, mm-hmm. and we're going to deal with some of those questions here on the podcast today. Some of the questions are for you. Some of the questions are for me. Indeed. And then we're going to talk about this mystery box. And last time around, on our last podcast, I said we were going to talk about the mystery box. We did not. Do you have any clue what this is? I have no clue. I still have not looked at it. You're down here way more than I am. So Down here in the basement, in the studio. In the the studio. Right. Yes. Uh, You can see where it's from? I I see tracysdog.com. Yes. But it looks like a penis symbol. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it? Yep. That looks like a penis. That is a very penis-y looking symbol there. Wonder Penis what it could be. And dog. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I, I don't know. We'll go get okay. <laughs> but before we get into that, Dawn, uh, we have some questions for each other. Why don't you start? Uh, these are just things that came. Uh, the questions that you're going to ask me are about having an other significant other. Right. Questions I'm going to ask you are about power exchange, specifically from the lowercase side, I think. Exactly. So, and like, like Dan said, these did come from a listener. So, you know, we will see where this goes. We told him to be easier for us to answer on the podcast because it's more free flowing that way. Absolutely. So and it is right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when people ask us for advice or thoughts or to help explain a chapter of a book that we've written, um, it's fine to sit there and tap, 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 tap. And, and it's a free, free flowing sort of response. Right. But when we get oh, can you answer these six questions? It's easier just slap them out on the podcast, and that way mm-hmm. we're sharing them with everybody. Indeed. So, and I think it'd be beneficial for everybody. So ask me a question. I will ask you a question. So firstly, Dan, I read it like it was written. Read it like it was written. <laughs> firstly, for Dan, about having a second significant partner, how did you meet another significant other? What's an ASO? Another significant other. Oh, Okay, another significant other ASO in your life, specifically Karen. So, a couple things got unpacked there. First off, what is a significant other? Significant other is a partner that you have long-term investment of some sort. Mm-hmm. In our case, romantic investment. You are a significant other. Um, 
Karen was a significant other. For right. podcast listeners that might be new to the podcast, Karen was in our lives about 12 years. I mm-hmm. was in a romantic relationship with Karen, a polyamorous relationship for those 12 years. And the last five of those years, we actually all lived in a house together with Ginger the Polly Puppy. Indeed. Who is, oh, okay. So anybody that wants to see what the Instagram picture is going to be, I'm getting ready to take it right now. Because... Isn't that terrible, though, for the people that are watching? Well... They can't see? Well, they can see if they want to. I don't think they there's any way. I'll yes. put it on Instagram. So, because Ginger the Polly Puppy is laying right next to Riley. I know. Cats and dogs <laughs> living together in sin. It's terrible. So, significant other. Another significant other is simply your other significant other. Very much polyamory right. sort of thing, right? Very much, yes. Um, Karen was a significant other in my life in that we lived together, we did vacations together, we planned some stuff together. Um, not something more than just somebody you're dating, right? Somebody that you're making decisions about life with. Right. right? Okay. So the question, uh, how did we meet? Well, if you are a polyamory person and you're thinking, oh, great, I can't wait to meet more polyamory <laughs> people, this actually didn't work that way at all. What happened was, her husband at the time came to a spiritual group that like you were Iran, running. Right. And he got involved in the spiritual group. He said, hey, mm-hmm. wife, come check out this spiritual group. Right. As a result, we met uh, him and Karen. We did some things with them. We actually started off just trying to swing with them. Right. And it just kind of went from there. Just so kind of went from there. I met Karen via My a spiritual, spiritual group. group that you had put together <laughs> that her husband was a, an attendee. Right. So not the normal way you go about things, but spiritual groups, especially of the pagan variety, is a place where you can meet poly people. Yep. So, okay. So question number two. What did your other significant other, I'm going to assume these are all about Karen, because I think they were, um, contribute to your personal growth and development as a man? The very first thing that comes to mind is that Karen was, every single human being is a significant entity into themselves. So if you interact deeply with another human being, you're going to get something out of that if you, if you are of a mind to do so, right? If you're going to interact deeply with somebody and continue to set up boundaries and push them away, then you're not going to get shit out of it, right? right. Karen did a lot of things that I don't do, uh, like understand fashion, Mm-hmm. Right. Um, when Karen would buy me shirts, they're like shirts I would never buy for me. I could tell when she bought you a shirt. Absolutely, it was outside of our. And some of them I really liked. Some of them I didn't particularly like. But some of them I was like, wow, this is kind of a neat, neat way to be. Karen taught me a lot. And I tell you what, the the number one thing I will say is that Karen taught me how to have a healthy peer relationship because I'd never had healthy peer relationships before. All my peer relationships have been pretty fucked. Maybe not pretty. F- yeah, no, that's a good word for it. <laughs> and my relationship with you is a power exchange relationship. So the very first healthy peer-to-peer relationship, non-hierarchical relationship I had was with Karen. So that was a big learning opportunity for me. The, the part about how uh, my development as a man, I don't really resonate with that terminology, right? right. I, I developed as a human being, but... She did not drive me to develop as a human being. She was simply um, providing me new avenues of growth. Yeah, that question kind of 
because um, I kind of got the same question as well, but I answered her personally instead of on the podcast about how it drove me to be a better woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, in reality, it was just experiences that I used to become a better person. Mm-hmm. You know what I right. mean? It wasn't that Karen drove it or it was about me being a woman. It was about being a person and it came from the experiences. So, but, um, yeah, I kind of get that. Okay. All right. Um, who currently occupies that role in your life and why or why not? So the question itself is problematic. Mm-hmm. It assumes that there is a role for a Karen-like person to be in my life. Right. And that someone should fill that. And nobody does. Nobody fills the, the, the role that Karen had is completely separate into itself. It's got nothing to do with anybody else's aspect in my life. I am currently in another long-term relationship with somebody, um, but they are a similar to Karen. They are an extrovert, but a, that's where the similarities end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do not have the, the background, the f- professional background, the fashion sense of a Karen. They also are part of the power exchange world, just not part of my power exchange dynamic, right? Right. Um, Now we're going to get fuzzy into this terminology of significant other. Is is Kat, who I am speaking of, who I've been with for five years, is she a significant other? Well, I don't, it's it's hard to say because we don't share any bills. We don't share a house together. We don't share a pet together. But certainly she's been in my life long enough that, so here's maybe, here's the indicator for significant other. Okay, maybe my, my definition may be different, so go it ahead. may well be. If right now my phone rang and Kat said, my son is locked out of the house because he forgot his key, mm-hmm. I would say, cool, stop recording and go take care of it. Right. right? If, if her husband was in the hospital, any of those real life type of things, even though, you know, your kid's locked out of your house, so what? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what, it sucks to be locked out of your house. How about if I go over, I'll pick him up. We'll go get a chili dog until somebody gets there to let us in, right? Right. That, to me, that's the significant other indicator. So yep. I will say, in that regards, yes. I, w- I could see that because at four, at, before you said, you know, we, we shared bills, you and Karen shared bills and things like that. Um, whereas me and Big D, we don't share bills and stuff, but I would still consider him a significant other. So, I mean, he's been around for seven years. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we share a lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, but then again, you get to define it how you define it, right? right? Dan and Dawn are not the the definers of polyamory terms Absolutely. in any stretch of the imagination. So it's whatever works for you. And the funny thing about that is um, we wrote a book, The Polyamory Toolkit, mm-hmm. .com, if you want to go look it up. <laughs> and it does have definitions in it, but we're very clear, right? These are very generic definitions. And right. other people are going to define it other ways. Um, one of the most exciting, boring, constant arguments on the Reddit polyamory subreddit is people continually rewrite and redraw the flag for polyamory. The polyamory flag is very much in the vein of leather flags. Mm-hmm. And people are continually, re- oh, it's, it's doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. It's da 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 da. What about this color? And people, some people like it. Some people don't like it. It's like, but who, one, who really cares? Two, right. you don't have the right to define the polyamory flag. Somebody made one and it stuck. Right. If yours is great, it'll stick. But you're not in charge of defining any of the words, any of the language, exactly. or making a flag. Exactly. If it sticks, use it. If you like it, use it. If not, 
whatever. So that's all the questions about me. That's all the questions now, about you. This um, mystery box. Uh-oh. Our podcast listeners can't see it. It's magically flying all through <laughs> the air all by itself. But our watchers on YouTube can see it does not fly by itself. But do you want to, you want your question? No, no, no. I want the gift. <laughs> you want the gift. Yeah. All right. Um, the box. box I know <laughs> something about you. Okay. And this box represents two areas of knowledge. One general knowledge about you and one specific knowledge about you. Okay. Open it up and take a look. All right. Yeah, because I'm truly curious now. Hello. Open up. All right. I see purple. Yes. There's uh, three things. Okay. Three things about you. One, okay. you like purple. Purple. Purple satin. Okay. Then there's stickers in here. It says Tracy's dog, but it still looks like a penis. Tracy's dog. I just met God is another sticker. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay. I'm still looking at all the little things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think I get it. Oh, what is this? So this is purple as well. Is it plugged up? Oh, God damn, that's heavy. What is it? I mean, I know what it is. but Okay, so it is a vibrator of some sort. Yes. So the two things I know about you, oh, three. Uh, see, that. you just found it. I did. The three things. Ooh. You got show to show that. Oh, so, it, well, you can't really see it in front of the blanket. Can you see it that close? I guess so. Cool. <laughs> so what this is, oh, podcast listeners, is um, this bit here. I mean, it's obviously a... Um, it's a vibrator. A vibrator. That's a clit sucker. But that's a clit sucker. Ooh. And one of the things you've been going on about lately is, like when we were packing for our trip, one of the things you wanted to pack was your clit sucker. You said pack a toy. I packed the clit sucker. Yes. <laughs> so I know you're not a big vibrator person. Not a big vibrator But person. this is a combination clit sucking vibrating Well, dog, because that's, that's a dildo that actually looks like it's supposed to go against the G-spot. Mm-hmm. So we'll see about that. I'm not a big G-Spot fan personally. Yeah, it's but, um, because you haven't played with this toy yet. Okay, well, we will try that. Because sometimes guys will be like, I'm all about the G-Spot. And they'll get up there and they'll rub. And it's like, annoying, annoying, don't touch. But, uh, clit sucker. All right. Clit sucker. Okay, well, Dawn might be trying this out tonight. For our Patreon and, oh, watchers. I can't reach that. We will let, no, we're not going to do that on video. Patreon. Sorry, <laughs> Patreon users. I just kidding. I can't do that. So cool. So there you All go. Right. There's the and mystery it box. Plugs into the computer for charging. Anything? Yeah. Where's Any USB the? Charger. Where does it plug in? It's a, it should be a little hole. Yeah, right there. Oh, how neat! Cute little hole. Looks like it keeps it the way it's built. It looks like it keeps it waterproof. Now I'm curious. Okay. As to um, why Tracy's? Oh, look, it's. I got light. Did you? Does it have a little bit of power? Enough light for a power. Not enough light. Oh. Oh, my. So, we're, we're checking out the vibrating part. <laughs> That's, all right. Hmm. Maybe I'll have to The one thing that I dislike, <laughs> although I will say, here's one of the things I dislike about modern 
vibrators. Yes. I don't. Why do you have 900 settings? Do you need 900 settings? Do you use all 900 settings? No, it's kind of like my trike, my recumbent trike that I just bought. It's got three speeds, and they tried to sell me on like 21 speeds. And I'm like, you know what? When I had a 21 speed bike, I used three of them. So three speed is fine. Light, medium, and rock my world. That's all I need. Oh. <laughs> I don't need 21 levels. It takes so long to yeah. beep, 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 beep through them to get to the one that makes a difference. <laughs> After I purchased it, I found out that there is a remote control version of it. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh. Um, uh, did you buy this for me? Yes, it's for it you. It wasn't like, oh, I know it was for me. I didn't know if it was somebody had like gifted it to the podcast. No, 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 no. Actually, sometimes. somebody else said, I just got this new vibrator. It is so awesome. Oh. It has a built-in clit sucker. Thank you. They even said, I will bet you Dawn would like one of these. Oh, yeah? You're better known than you think you are. Nice. Uh, Dawn, we have I, conversations. We have a liberator upstairs, right? We do have a liberator upstairs. I may be long enough in surgery recovery that we could try this. No, you're not no. there yet. Damn. For okay. those that were not on the, uh, listening to our last podcast, Dawn had so awesome. uh, an appendix taken out Yeah. nine days now. Uh, seven, eight, nine. Yep. Nine days. And I know right now, like when I throw things to you and you're like, uh, and you have to clinch because you (laughs) think I'm throwing something at you. (laughs) Yeah, we do that. You whine about pain. So I would have to think that clinching would hurt quite a lot. Probably so, but it looks like it's going to feel good. All right, Dawn, we will find out next episode, as a matter of fact, how good it feels. Uh, But for now, though, let's talk about power exchange. Dawn, uh, one of the things that you wrote about in our book, Living MS, is something called serving with mindfulness. What the fish is that? Yeah, so um, same person asked us about this. So um, serving with mindfulness, I actually teach a workshop on this, and my subs and service intensive, I start every subs and service intensive with this class. Mm -hmm. So, And it's it's the whole idea of you can serve, and anybody can serve, right? And you, you just give somebody something that's serving, right? If I hand this to you, I'm serving it, serving you my ice drink, right? But the whole point is, is that it brings a whole level of graciousness to it, a whole level, a whole energetic level when you can serve with mindfulness. And basically, it is being right there in the moment, and everything is about that service, So if I did this correctly right now, I would forget there's a camera. I would forget that we're in our headsets and it's eye to eye contact if your master allows that, right? And for we, we do. So that means I'm right here with the bottle of drink and I feel how the weight is in my hand Mm -hmm. and I can feel when I offer it to you. And if you take it, I can feel it when you take it from my hand. Mm -hmm. So it's just all about being just present in that moment with everything. So when I teach subs and service and that's the first class, man, it changes their whole experience because now I've got someone teaching them boot blacking Mm -hmm. and they're thinking of that mindfulness and service and they're all there with the boots and the different textures and the the colors. And so they're all there with it. When um, I have someone come in to teach tea service, right? They'll start talking about the mindfulness of it and, you know, just being there in the present moment. And it it just takes on this whole, whole different energy. I mean, that was one of the things that um, I made sure to teach Bat, right? You got to be there with it. You're you're used to being a teacher and, you know, doing these things and getting things done and having this list and stuff like that. But when you serve Dan, be mindful and in the moment and everything else will fall away. And what happens as the person being served 
you might be in the middle of doing some stuff and whatever, and you're checking your phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when somebody stands there and they're mindfully offering you service, it gives you the opportunity to, re- to reply in kind, to put down whatever it is that you're doing and turn to them. And, oh, yeah, and now put yourself in that position to receive mindfully as well. But as we've often said, um, I can teach, like, there's a variety of skills around giving blowjobs, right? There's, um, I had somebody who was giving me a blowjob who did this weird corkscrew thing with their hand, right? right? And that felt really, really fucking good. But the key to giving a great blowjob is mindfulness, is being Absolutely. aware, engaged, and paying attention to what you're doing. Um, there's a, like you said, a level of reverence that comes with yeah, it. But, but, you know, talking about blowjobs, you know, we joke in our workshop that it'll get, help you give a better blowjob, but it's absolutely true. I mean, I'm actually not interested in taking blowjob classes because I would be so thinking about the techniques I was taught instead of just being there with the other person and doing what feels right. So, you know, I've had people tell me before, oh, I hope you remember that next time. And I'm like, uh, may or may not happen. I was intuitive and mindful and in the moment, I have no clue mm-hmm. <laughs> what I was doing, except that it felt right. Right. So, you know, so memory in that instance doesn't always help, but they had a good time. Yep. So serving with mindfulness, highly recommended. And I'm actually probably going to do a Zoom call or two. So a Zoom workshop or two sometime soon. Mm-hmm. on serving with mindfulness. Oh, I got so. the fancy headsets and the got fancy the camera. camera. I might as well do it. It'll work. Side note, it's great that we have the opportunity to do some presenting and share mm-hmm. some stuff virtually, but don't think that's my new norm. No. I cannot wait for the events to get back. Matter of fact, I can wait for the events to get back because I've turned down a, one or two that's already happening. In person, yeah. Yeah, but once we get out of the, the world of COVID prior to the next pandemic... Uh, I plan to hit as many events as I can. Absolutely. So, though we will, we need to start talking soon about the virtual event that we're teaching for in January for Raven Caldera. Yep. We'll so, be talking about that soon, and we'll, we'll talk be talking about, about the micro events that we're planning right. soon. So, I'd like to actually get those started. Okay. Well, we are finishing a book, too. We can only do so much. You'd think we're not busy anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Dawn, another question written to you by the same person who mm-hmm. uh, writ to wrote to you, I think is your terminology. Uh, having to do the time, having the time to do these chores for him was a source of joy, she quoted you as saying. Yeah. I'm what not, the hell does that mean? I'm not mean? sure if she got that from Living MS or one of our workshops or something, but um, yeah, my writing of having the time to do these chores for him was a source of joy for me. Um, it is, and, and it's really weird to describe. And when I have submissives and experienced submissives and slaves in my workshops, they head nod because they get it. Mm-hmm. New ones that are coming in, they're like, I, I don't get this. You know, what is this? And it's like, you're really not going to get it to experience it, right? It's just one of those things. You're not going to get it to experience it. And um, basically, my ex-husband, if he left socks on the floor, I'd get really pissed off right? He was taking advantage of me. He wasn't cleaning up after himself. He expected me to pick things up because I was a woman or, you know, what, whatever story goes along with that. But I like doing things for you. So I like making your life easier. I like doing the, the extra things that just, you talk about the difference between walking the dog and walking the dog. 
for me. Right. So, I mean, it is very easy for me to fr- get frustrated with walking the dog because when we have a fenced-in yard that we paid for, the dog should be pooping in the fenced-in yard, mm-hmm. not having to be walked every day because that's the only way she'll poop. Anyway, <laughs> she's looking at me. Um, but when I switch it, it's just like making the bed. Mm-hmm. So, But when I switch it and it's, you know what, this makes Dan's life easier I'm walking the dog for Dan, then it's a pleasure. So, and I don't really completely understand the mind shift, but it's there and it works. So I use it. So like making the bed, right? So I don't like making the bed. I don't get it. I don't understand it. You just get in and mess it up again. If I put together the the minutes spent making that bed back to back to back to back to back to back, how many hours or days have I wasted in my life flipping up blankets and fluffing pillows. So, but Dan told me it makes him feel more welcome when he comes home. Boom, it shifted. It actually shifted before that because it was a couple of years before you told me that. And, um, but you told me, I want you to make the bed. This is for me. Mm -hmm. My mind shifts. And as soon as I start making the bed, I start thinking about how this is something that you want and the resentment leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't always get it, and I can't always explain it, but... The funny thing for me is that I constantly am being told by people that are in service to me, I want to be in service to you. I want things to do, and I'm constantly second-guessing that, because who in the hell, who in their right mind wants to go grocery shopping for me? Who in their right mind wants to prepare food, bring it over, drop it off, and then go away, mm-hmm. right? Who in their right mind would want to come over and paint a room, right? You know. But they do, and they do it with joy. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just kind of odd, and, and it's just the way it is, and it's, nope, I can't always explain it. Mm-hmm. So especially to someone that doesn't get power exchange, I really can't explain it, but it's there, and it is definitely an energy shift. So, and then you mix both of them, giving you service with mindfulness mm-hmm. and having the joy to begin with and then doing it mindfully. That is just, that's ecstatic. Yeah. So, and did you notice that this is the first surgery I've had that I did not whine about you doing the dishes? Mm, no, no. I, I guess that's true, though. Yeah, because usually it's like, I can't do service for right, you. Right. You're like, take another Percocet. It'll be okay. <laughs> And this time around, it's we've been together for 20 years, and I was finally okay with it this time around because I think it's finally gotten into my head that you also like to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And if I can't move and I'm in pain, why would you have me do things? I think the last surgery you said you needed me not to do things so that I could get well so that when I was – so that it would be right. sooner that I would be able to do things. Right. So – because you know that brings me joy too. Yeah, it's a it's – a- or a simplified version of that is take care of my property. Mm-hmm. And in this case, I need I, I need you to take care of you more than I need a dish washed. Right. And side note, I'm good at washing dishes. I like doing that shit on occasion. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. I, like, I make a better peanut butter and jelly sandwich than Don ever did. I make the best peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for me. Yeah, for you. <laughs> right. um, too much jelly. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the interesting part is... This is just, you know, we, the role of master and slave, 
you know, doesn't come with who does the dishes, who walks the dog, right. who takes the trash out. That's not what the, the power exchange is about. But it took us a, a while to learn that. Right. Uh, it did take us a while. Like, yeah, and, and I remember clearly early on in the beginning, there was this question of, well, who's supposed to change the cat litter? Right. Who's going to deal with shit? Clearly, the slave has to deal with the shit. Um, I think what was really positive thing that happened for us was there a couple years in, good couple of years in, but not that deep in, I lost my job. Oh, yeah. And you were the person making the money, and I was the person staying home with the kids, making dinner, changing the cat litter. Right. And um, it didn't impact our master-slave dynamic. It did a little at first because it, it just felt like it was, should have, but uh, it really didn't. It's not part of the dynamic. And I, I think that's the key is that it felt like it should have. And when you throw the shoulds in there instead of what the is's are, yes, <laughs> it 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 messes things up a little bit. So, but obviously we figured it out over time. So not much more on the notes today. We got through our questions. We still got to find the limit list. We've lost a couple of things since uh, closing down the space, and one of them is the limit list. All right. And the other one was is I I really feel like we forgot some games, but. We were just in there the other night. The whole place is empty. Yeah, we, we did not forget them. games. We're not we're not seeing our terraforming Mars. We're not seeing our Mystic Veil, vale. which we know we have. Yeah, so we took them on vacation with us, so we know. They're, I know, they're. but there's some from the space too. Anyway, so we just got a few things missing while we're funny thing about mentioning the space. Yes, uh, we decided <laughs> to have some DoorDash tonight. We had Indian via DoorDash, um, and I just typed in my order, had the order, and then they texted me and they said, "I can't find you." And I texted him back, said, why do you mean you can't find me? I'm, I mean, it's a pretty easy place where we live. It's not hard to find. The person said, I'm standing in front of the big blue door. I knocked and nobody showed up. So what we found out was DoorDash knew that most of the time when I order out, I was working at the Columbus space. Now that the Columbus space is closed, I'm home. I didn't, and, and I'm not going to suggest that this is some AI issue or no. a DoorDash issue. It's a Dan issue. I didn't bother to check. What the address was. Where I was. And I said, nope, I'm, yeah, I'm just at my normal address. And uh, they took it to my normal address. So, so we ended up having to go back to the space to pick up the food. And there's a picnic table out back. So we just ate at the space. Yeah, had a nice and, and we there. were like, oh, I hope they put forks and stuff in there. And I'm like, ah, we'll just get it from the space. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right. There is nothing at the space at this point. It is completely empty. In uh, reference to the All Hallows Eve or yes. Halloween, looks like you have some uh, tentacles. I do. So, um, Princess Mrs. V- Wait a minute. Princess Mrs. Nilla sent me pictures. Um, well, actually, she put them on her FET profile. So, if anybody wants to see these pumpkins, they're kind of cool. So, Princess Mrs. Nilla. So, um, one is a pumpkin and it's got the octopus carved out of it. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is, it's supposed to be a pumpkin, but it looks more like a gourd. And it's got eight, <laughs> eight tentacles coming off of it. It grew that way. Ah, so that's kind of cool. Neat. So, yeah. That's right um, here. If you are curious what our dog and or cat looks like, oh. you can find us on Instagram. Uh, we are on Instagram as Erotic Awakening. Sometimes we post pictures of toys and I think I posted kink a stuff picture and of motorcycling. Being in the hospital too. Yeah, you know what? Our Instagram. Uh, I'm not going to sell it. Like it's a. Big, <laughs> it's not a big thing. Yeah, it, it's our life. If you want to know what our life actually looks like, that's what's on oh, our Instagram. Here we go. I am posting the dog and cat right now. So bum bum bum. Share. 
Okay, so you can see what our cat and dog looks like next to each other. Oh, you know what I should do? Post a picture of this. Oh, uh, yeah. This would be awesome. The whole, uh, uh, yes, click Clip sucker. sucking <laughs> vibrator. And we'll have to find out why, what the deal with Tracy's dogs. I have. Because I don't really need insertables named after animals. Right. Don't want it. I'm sure there's a great reason for that. <laughs> so get your EA shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter. And I'm down and out right now. Probably got a couple more days of healing. Maybe I should get a newsletter out. Why not? Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or boom, YouTube. <laughs> or just tell your friends. If you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at options like discounted stuff, extra content, and more. Our next Zoom meeting is on October 18th at 4 p.m. Info will be going out to our Patreon supporters. And you and I are really digging that we're starting to get some people that regularly show up and starting to feel like a little club. So come and chit-chat with us and ask us any questions. That's what we're there for. What's our uh, topic for the I don't know show. that we have a topic, but, man, anything they want to ask us, Polly or Power Exchange. Oh, we'll have a topic. We're there. We'll have a topic. We'll post it then. Bye, Dom. Bye, Dom.